dementia as such it's uh, it's not a disease it's not an illness it's a combination of symptoms and signs so what we call as syndrome so it's a syndrome of brain dysfunction and there are various diseases which can give rise to dementia so the common symptoms that people see or they are aware of is the short term memory loss you look at a 60 year old person then then uh, we are looking at you know 10 to 15% of the population and as the age goes up so if we look at say 80 or 90 year old person the it will be far more common okay so uh, 40 to 50% uh, you know we may look at abnormal protein deposition in this nerve cells okay that leads to the death of the cell and they cannot then regenerate okay so in alzheimers for example what happens there is an abnormal protein which is deposited in these brain cells and this this disease process is so rapid that you know you you are losing thousands and hundreds of thousands of neurons every day Hey hi this is Mustafa Inamda science communicator at Longevity India the goal of Longevity India is to explain the science behind healthy aging so that you can use it and be healthier for that i interview researchers to understand the science behind aging doctors to understand the real world application of aging research and also economists to understand the social aspects related to aging This platform is free and available on most of the channels like YouTube, Spotify and Apple Podcast. Longevity India is sponsored by Decode Age, India's first longevity research company which provides longevity supplements and tests. If you want to work on your health, then Decode Age is a good starting point as they provide gut microbiome test and also biological age test with the help of which you can figure out what exactly you have to do. to optimize your biology but before starting anything i urge you to understand the science behind it and that is what we at longevity india are trying to do making science of being healthy simple so yeah let's continue with this amazing episode i hope you find it insightful hi dr santosh how are you hi fine thanks uh, mustafa so welcome to longevity india podcast in this podcast we talk we tell people how to live a longer and healthier life and today we are going to talk about an interesting topic which is dementia now before in going into dementia i will like to request you can you please introduce yourself doctor okay thanks for inviting me and it's a wonderful uh, gesture on your part and your organization spreading awareness about uh, longevity and you know various other issues that crop up with it so my name is dr santosh bangar i am a consultant uh, geriatric psychiatrist so i mainly deal with senior citizens mental health i super specialized uh, from uh, uk i was there for more than 12 years and my practice uh, is in mumbai largely catering to the senior uh, uh, population and dealing with various mental issues that they face from in the day to day life so that's that's what i do for a living yeah so so let let's start with the definition of dementia if you can define dementia yeah so when we talk about uh, senior citizens uh, mental health uh, aspects there are certain common illnesses one of which is dementia obviously people know uh, and uh, they have heard about it but there's a, 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 a sizable uh, 
number of people who are not aware of this term dementia or you know they may uh, use it very loosely so apart from dementia there are other uh, illnesses what we call as uh, depression delirium so these are the three d's of you know of my professional life if you like so so dementia is the commonest one uh, because as one ages uh, you know the memory uh, deteriorates and that starts right from uh, our 20s and 30s you know the disease process per se uh, and the clinical features manifest you know later in life so uh, largely in the 60s and 70s and that, that coincides with the retirement age as well uh, so you know it it comes to light so dementia as such it's uh, it's not a disease it's not an illness it's a combination of symptoms and signs so what we call as syndrome so it's a syndrome of brain dysfunction and there are various diseases which can give rise to dementia so the common one that people know is alzheimers okay i'm sure you must have heard about alzheimers yourself uh, so so when the disease in question is alzheimers and that leads to dementia it is called alzheimers dementia because people get confused what is alzheimer's what is dementia so that's what you know we have to address in our day to day life uh, so so the common symptoms that people see or they are aware of is the short term memory loss so forgetting what happened few minutes ago or what conversation you had or recent events so so that can be say for example by by 11 o'clock in the morning you'd have forgotten what you had for breakfast okay so those sort of thing or what conversations you you had you may repeat the same thing over and over again so these are the things which are the 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 prominent ones you know the lack of short term memory or just being forgetful now forgetfulness is not synonymous with dementia we have to understand that apart from the memory loss there are other problems that a person suffering from dementia undergoes Uh, and because memory loss uh, or short term memory loss is the commonest one that's where people are aware that oh this must be the beginning of it so memory loss means dementia no it's so memory loss is one of the commonest symptoms symptoms of dementia but memory loss can be because of other factors as well other absolutely right other factor other diseases and part of normal aging so we have to understand that normal aging can also lead to forgetfulness memory loss so it's like uh, if i if i was to draw a line and on the left hand side is you know age related forgetfulness and on the extreme right is say alzheimer's dementia so mm-hmm. it's like a continuum okay so in between we we have something called as mild cognitive impairment which means mild memory problem but it is not leading to problems in your day to day activities mm-hmm. now when it leads to day to day activities impairment that is when it is called dementia you know the full blown dementia this uh, like alzheimers and there are various other types of dementias as well so so if i want to you know put it in a simple way like uh, as far as i am able to understand if i am not able to recall what i ate for breakfast then that is all right that is age related memory loss you can tell and if i am not able to recall where i live then that becomes a problem 
you're, you're partly right. See, what happens is, you know, these problems may happen, say, it's it may be a one-off. For example, you're in a stressful uh, life situation, you're not sleeping very well, or, or some other thing, which can also lead to this forgetfulness. So, one-off problem is, is, is okay, but if it happens sort of on a regular basis, if it is causing problem in your day-to-day -day life, it is progressing, then it is more cause of a concern okay can you give example what problems are there yes yeah so see uh, the common problems people face for example if they don't remember if they've taken their medicines you know most of the seniors would be on blood pressure diabetes tablet so if they don't remember if they have taken blood pressure diabetes tablet or they may take more because they have forgotten that they have already taken. So that's that's a common example. Then forgetting to pay the bills. Now most of the bills are paid either online or you know standing uh, instruction on things like that. Or having difficulty, you know, you paid your maid for example and you've forgotten and then you want to pay him or her again. Then that's causing problem with your day-to-day -day life. Or forgetting to have a shower, change your clothes, you know, getting the, the timing mixed up of the time of the day. You know, that's another problem, you know, confusion and disorientation of where you are, what time it is, you know, those, those sort of things. So what is the percentage of dementia in older people, I mean? Yeah, so, so it's very common. Uh, so as I said, it's... It's a disease of senior citizens. So if we look at a 60-year-old person, then then uh, we are looking at, you know, 10 to 15% of the population. And as the age goes up, so if we look at, say, 80 or 90-year-old person, the, it will be far more common. Okay. So uh, 40 to 50%, uh, you know, we may look at. But if you see that there's a sizable number of people who do not have dementia, so, because people feel dementia means it is age-related problem, memory problem, memory loss. But it can also happen in younger people also. So, we see people in their 40s and 50s also. Uh, and there are different types of uh, dementia. So, you know, as far uh, as a biology student want, I understand dementia and Alzheimer biologically is that so neurons are there in your brain and when they don't function, that is called as neurodegeneration, then that simply leads to Alzheimer's. That is what I feel uh, dementia is all about. But Yeah, uh, see neurodegeneration again is a broad term. That means the nerves are degenerating. Okay, so part of that will happen with age also. But when there is abnormal protein deposition in these nerve cells, okay, that leads to the death of the cell and they cannot then regenerate. Okay, so in Alzheimer's, for example, what happens, there is an abnormal protein which is deposited in these brain cells. And this, this disease process is so rapid that, you know, you, you're losing thousands and hundreds of thousands of neurons every day. Hmm. That alpha synuclein, as far as uh, that is different. What that is for Parkinson's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is different. What I'm talking about is, uh, yes, you're right. So what I'm talking about is amyloid, okay. amyloid plaques or amyloid proteins. So these are abnormal proteins which uh, which take uh, which uh, which take place of the normal neurons. 
you know so they cause the death of the normal neurons the interestingly this is also one of the hallmarks of aging also which is known as loss of proteostasis so the protein recycle system in your cells get disturbs and that is the reason why these proteins get accumulated in the cell yeah yeah so so in say for example lewy body disease which is another you know uh, disease which can lead to dementia called lewy body dementia so there is a deposition of a protein called lewy lewy body okay so and what you mentioned alpha synuclein so that happens in parkinson's also and in lewy body also because they are kind of very similar very closely interlinked condition okay so there are these different proteins different yeah so that's why you know as i said before there are certain diseases which lead to dementia one is alzheimer's disease then there is lewy body disease then parkinson's disease and then there is vascular disease so any kind of blood supply problem to the brain so somebody has a stroke uh, or or even you know recurrent mini strokes or problem with the blood supply of the finer blood vessels you know the thinner blood vessels inside the 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 structure of the brain deep down so that can lead to what we call as vascular dementia so basically your neurons are not functioning properly and that can be due to many reasons it could be because of the accumulation of those proteins and then other reason as you just mentioned that blood flow is not proper to the brain and so is it treatable like different yeah some of them are treatable so i'll talk about what what is reversible dementia so you may feel that having dementia or having the symptoms is all doom and gloom you know so so when we do the assessment we do certain blood tests you know in uh, and various other investigations to see if there's anything treatable because certain uh, you know thyroid abnormalities so if somebody has underactive thyroid what we call as hypothyroidism somebody has vitamin b12 deficiency uh, uh, somebody who's been drinking excessively and and gives gives up alcohol in 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 good time then all these are reversible so the memory loss because of these deficiencies can be reversed there's another uh, disease called normal pressure hydrocephalus so if you treat that in good time then it can lead to improvement in the memory so another thing is depression you know depression is a common uh, mental health condition which can also cause memory problems so that is what we call as pseudo dementia so once you treat your depression you you get better interestingly we were all, uh, talking about how can dementia be reversed so can we can you please elaborate more on that i mean so see uh, as as i said dementia is you know it starts very slowly in most of the cases uh, unless it is an acute onset like after a stroke you know because it's it can happen overnight so that's vascular dementia or what we used to call multi infarct uh, dementia so infarct means uh, you know uh, because of lack of oxygen or blood supply the cells die so like you have myocardial infarction or heart attack so similarly uh, we can have vascular dementia after a stroke uh, so certain uh, types are uh, reversible or treatable uh, but you know going back to what you had asked me about uh, what are the symptoms so apart from memory there are problems of all the brain functions Uh, one is the uh, language ability so people uh, struggle to have a conversation they cannot uh, identify or recognize you know common objects 
सो नेम कॉलिंग में बी अ प्रॉब्लम रिमेम्बरिंग द वर्ड से फॉर एग्जाम्पल यू वॉन्ट टू यूज से द वर्ड पेन बट यू कैनॉट से पेन यूल से ओ दैट समथिंग दैट वी राइट विथ यू नो यू पुट इट इन योर पॉकेट you know so they may struggle to have that kind of so that word finding difficulty or understanding instructions so if you ask them show show me uh, how you comb your hair so they may not be able to do that okay so these little things uh, have problems you know also calculation abilities you know counting money and things like that so that's when it is affecting your day to day life you know your daily uh, routine so you know when you were explaining that uh, dementia happening because of lack of oxygen in that case it can be reversed so if yes. like it there is a possibility so it is that the dementia happening because of accumulation of bad bad proteins is not that much reversible but if it is happening because of lack of oxygen then that can be correct see what happens you know as you know brain is very sensitive even lack of uh, oxygen for few seconds can lead to cell death and you can imagine <clears throat> that if there is a chronic or prolonged period of lack of oxygen then it is leading to uh, cell death on a very uh, slow and a gradual basis so for example uh, and why we encourage people like who drink excessively or who smoke excessively to give up their smoking and drinking because all that can lead to uh, blood supply problems to the brain or strict control of diabetes and blood pressure because all these are causes of say uh, what what you mentioned about hypoxia or lack of oxygen another thing is you know uh, uh, there is lot of interest uh, over the last few decades in the uh, physiology of sleep and and how how much uh, sleep problems affect you know memory so one condition called sleep apnea or or, or obstructive sleep apnea osa uh, it is characterized by loud snoring and you know when you snore loudly lot of people think is it's normal to snore yes in some cases it may be normal but when the snoring affects and you wake up with <gasps> like that what we call as apnea that means there is complete stoppage of breathing okay so you can imagine this happens through the night then how how much lack of oxygen is is resulting so that's why we say that 7 to 8 hours of good and restful sleep is important because person with sleep apnea will have problems with remaining awake during the day because they may feel they have slept for 6 to 8 hours but actually they have had periods where they were snoring so heavily that it it obstructed the oxygen to the whole part of the uh, body especially the brain so do you suggest the that those Uh, bands that we have that track sleeps and everything yes yes lot of people wear that but i'm not sure how reliable they are you know and and some of them do tell us about the snoring but the basic thing what we do in clinical practice is do a simple uh, home sleep study you know there's a portable uh, kit that comes so that the technician will give you the kit you sleep with the kit and that that will uh, you know tell us the whole uh, architecture of the sleep or the oxygen levels and and snoring and lack of oxygen all of that 
so it's it's what we call as a sleep study so there are two types one is simple sleep study and and the other one is called polysomnography so that's little bit more advanced and you know much in depth study it is recommended for people who have a snoring problem not for everyone not for everyone uh, no only because you know snoring is one of the hallmarks it it is one of the symptoms that must be present to diagnose sleep apnea so you mentioned that drinking smoking and sleep this yeah. can be environmental factors that is yeah and and obesity as well because you know if you have unhealthy lifestyle you know uh, so obese people are more prone to get blood pressure diabetes heart diseases and so on and all this you know whatever is is not good for heart is not good for brain so we you know taking regular exercise which which uh, will help with the Uh, weight loss good control of your sugar levels release of endorphin you know it's a good stress buster exercising uh, so all these things we we uh, uh, encourage people to you know include in their day to day life right from a young age you know because no point in starting exercise when you are in your 60s and 70s it will not have the desired effect yes it will be useful but if you start having a good routine right from your young age of 20 30 uh, then it will help and as we know that you know the average lifespan in our country now is about 70 uh, and going forward it's going to uh, improve because of uh, you know advance in medical sciences medications and stuff like that and people are generally living longer you know all over the world you know average life expectancy is increasing so uh, i had this interesting like a uh, fact that i know that people do fasting right and they do fasting now the science has come up explaining that fasting activates autophagy and then that autophagy removes these bad proteins that are getting accumulated so what do you think as a doctor to yeah, this fasting yeah i i personally myself practice uh, intermittent fasting so i eat early uh, and that's become like a habit for you know it's it's also easy for me because if i've had a long day you know very uh, uh, little time i get to have a full like a lunch you know if i'm lucky on a busy day i'll just have some snacks some nibbles fruits and uh, so i i typically eat uh, about 7 6:30 7 o'clock in the evening and maybe have some snack if i'm really hungry by 9 or 10 but but then it will be next morning you know breakfast so what you're talking about fasting is you know it's it's still at an infancy you know the research but it's one of the important recommendations because if you eat late you know your body is getting little time for metabolism of what what diet you take and second is if your dinner is heavy Uh, or late and that can you know cause problems with your sleep and heartburn and things like that and that will affect your quality of sleep so we always encourage people uh, and and our you know uh, senior citizens are of that age and era where you know uh, eating early was was a habit you know rather than an enforcement to 6 7 pm you suggest to eat have dinner it's it's a personal choice you know and not everybody finishes work or you know some people work late you know nowadays uh, like today i had a, a person in the clinic saying that they they eat dinner by 10 30 11 and i said look that's very late 
you know so as far as it is practical eating early is good uh, and having a light dinner is always recommended so breakfast must be must be decent heavy like they say eat your breakfast like a king you know lunch as light and dinner must be lightest like a pauper but intermittent fasting has a rule of 16 hours right yeah well if you are able to do it for 16 hours nothing like it but you know 12 to 14 hours is good enough uh, but uh, that has to be under medical guidance because if you have say diabetes or other illnesses so one must not just start you know because yeah we've read it somewhere or somebody said you know oh by the way this is good and why don't you try it you know it has to be done under medical guidance you know so if you are having no other issues or you know it's all within the parameters your sugars and all then then of course yes so coming back to dementia uh, what people are facing i mean uh, how is their condition yeah let's see dementia is a disorder which affects the whole family it's not one person so when we are treating somebody we treat the whole family it's not just that individual who's suffering or what we call as person with dementia pwd so you know uh, it is first of all diagnosing dementia can take several months or maybe years as well because what is the notion that oh this is age related you know it is all senile problems uh, you know forgetfulness as as we discussed earlier so lot of precious time is lost okay uh, and then uh, the family do not accept uh, so they are in a phase of what we call as denial you know they 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 still feel that it is all age related and it will get better or you know so, so lot of important precious time is lost then the uh, then the stages come when the problem becomes so apparent and so common uh, that you know it's probably far too late to intervene or when we start the intervention it may not be perceived that you know there is a noticeable change because as i said it's a chronic and a progressive condition so with time and with age it is bound to get worse and it it can get worse in certain conditions like delirium which is an acute confusional state so once the delirium sets in you may see that there's a rapid decline in this memory problems and dementia so so that's when people are more alerted that oh it it just happened overnight you know they may say that oh dementia started overnight or you know so it doesn't happen like that so usually there's something brewing in the background there are memory issues which maybe are brushed under the carpet people don't realize that they are having this problem and then something like this happens or they have a stroke or something else and then it goes down so can you list down some symptoms early symptoms yeah you know people can who are watching this video if uh, someone is like that yeah. they are nearby so they can you know detect and carry yeah. forward so that's a very good, uh, good good point of what we call as warning signs or red flags so you know as we discussed you know this uh, recent memory loss of becoming very forgetful or repetitive and uh, that continues and you know goes on for several days months so that would be worrying it's not that one of oh you you go to a bedroom and you don't know oh, what did i come here for you know that happens very commonly so so it's not that one of but it's a pattern and you see that it is getting worse day by day so that is when 
you have to uh, really get alarmed so that is one thing then second is that having problems uh, with say language abilities you know that you, you you are trying to converse and the person is not understanding or they are having difficulty to uh, hold a conversation you know finding the right words or using you know as i gave you the example of the word pen so all those little things planning and organizing skills those are also affected uh, what we call as uh, you know uh, the the front part of the brain the frontal lobe it is responsible for planning organizing skills uh, so those are affected uh, then change in personality so if a person who for example has been uh, uh, a very quiet and a placid person and you know over a period of time becomes very aggressive very kind of rude and you know not following the norms of the society you know becomes disinhibited so that's a change in the personality so that's another uh, warning sign then certain problems uh, uh, as we discussed uh, are with their uh, you know organizing uh, i mean uh, calculation skills and you know managing the money and uh, bills and finances and stuff like that so that can happen so once uh, someone you know recognizes this symptoms uh, and he or she is in the early stage of dementia and when they come to you so what you uh, give them as a solution so yes that's a very uh, reasonable account but i won't go as far as labeling them as you know dementia because we want to evaluate remember i said there are some reversible or treatable causes okay so we want to do the full assessment so the full assessment would include detailed history taking or information from the family members you know from the patient who is having these problems uh, looking after uh, or going through their medical history uh, so that's the part of the assessment doing some uh, basic bedside cognitive test okay then uh, the blood test to rule out any treatable cause we we normally do a scan either a mri uh, or or a pet scan or, or various special scans if needed and sometimes we have to uh, get help of our psychologically to do some in depth neuropsychological testing okay so all these are like pieces of jigsaws so once it's all done we we kind of you know have have a, a, another appointment like a follow up and then uh, come to a conclusion whether it is a syndrome of dementia if it is then what is the disease you know what's the type uh, is it alzheimer's is it vascular is it parkinson's is it you know a mixture of of some of these is it frontotemporal lobe dementia because that is one it can start in the third fourth decade as early as that and it and memory loss may not be a prominent symptom in that okay so these are different sort of types because it is important to identify the type the treatment will differ you know certain medications which are there it will differ in each each different type okay so this is this is how we carry out the assessment so letting the family know that there what is the likely or the probable disease or the you know diagnosis offering them support you know what are the do's what are the don'ts how to communicate with the person uh, you know if they are forgetting like you mentioned they get disoriented confused they don't know where they are how to ta- tackle that you know 
because if they may be staying in their own bedroom but sometimes they don't recognize that they are in their own bedroom they may not recognize the family members uh, or get mixed up they may call their daughter as the wife or vice versa so so all these things we have to uh, educate the family and the caregivers so education plays a a huge role huge role yes absolutely so so the approach while you know handling people with dementia first is education and then uh, some solutions are there definitely so i i would uh, i would include identification also identification is one that you know we need to educate how to identify what are the you know those red flags uh, which we discussed uh, how to uh, you know manage those uh, and the doctor can guide you about uh, how how that has to be done uh, i think prevention is a huge huge integral part so if we uh, rewind the clock the body clock if we are able to uh, so i think we should start from right from the third fourth decade of our life uh, because the longer the discipline and the structured life is uh, i think that's that's going to help later on structured life means eating so, good exercising ah, yeah. avoiding alcohol and everything yeah. uh, yes uh, smoking uh, alcohol you know getting a good 6 to 8 hours of uh, restful sleep no point in getting sleep but then the quality is not good you know so it should be a good quality and quantity of sleep you know and the crucial part is uh, you know the rem sleep so rem sleep is the stage of sleep called rapid eye movement so it typically happens between say 2 to 5 am in the morning early hours of the morning so that is the the time when this memory you know whatever we learn say for example a student is preparing for the exam so all that consolidation of memory will happen between that 2 to 5 o'clock okay now imagine if somebody is working up late or having disturbed sleep say for example sleep apnea or whatever other reason so their memory will not consolidate so what they are learning uh, so that won't happen the flushing of the brain or the cleansing of the brain also happens during the rem sleep so so blood uh, you know uh, how we have blood circulation and all so the liver and kidney take uh, liver and spleen clean the blood cells so the brain's uh, cleansing happens during that rem stage uh, stage of the sleep so that's why that 2 to 5 o'clock is the very crucial sleep so we say that you know when you're sleeping you should have that 6 to 8 hours of sleep and particular emphasis on that so that rem sleep but how to know whether am i getting a good sleep or not because even i can't tell if see, it will uh, you will come to know say when you wake up in the morning either you are refreshed or you are tired or you are getting say headaches or you know you want to go back to bed that you feel that you know i'm very tired or you're not able to concentrate okay or your focus of whatever you're doing you get very irritable very angry you get headaches during the day so all these are things which will tell that you're not having a good quality sleep and you yourself or maybe your spouse or you know parent or bed partner will tell you that you know you're not sleeping very well or or you you may wake up in the middle of the night either with a nightmare or you know for variety of reasons and any tips to improve good sleep 
uh yes so what we call as sleep hygiene so so see sleep uh, the the way it's a habit of the body so habit it it's it starts right from a young age so you have to be very disciplined about sleeping at the same time and waking up at the same time i mean you can take away the time when your exams are when you you know having a late night or maybe some party or things like that but largely you must sleep on uh, at one time and wake up at the at the same time and taking exercise you know what they say if you exercise in the first half of the day early say morning which our grandparents and everybody has been saying wake up early you know go for a walk and things like that that is very important so because then then your quality of sleep will be better so avoid any workout or exercise 3 hours before your desired sleep time okay so that's one useful thing keeping gym yes yes now yeah that's not that's not good you know that's where we say discipline and doing the right things at the right right time so it's it's fine to work out in the morning after afternoon you must avoid the meal times you know your instructor will tell you that 2 3 hours before uh, gymming or exercising you must not eat you know a proper meal so similarly 3 uh, hours before your bedtime you must not have an intensive exercise you may go for a walk which is very very good actually soothing and relaxing for sleep and you must avoid tea coffee after 4 o'clock because tea and coffee contain caffeine so so that affects you know alcohol as well smoking because smoking is is a stimulant alcohol to people drink ah there's a there's a myth i'll tell you that uh, alcohol you know a lot of people feel that alcohol helps with sleep but it's not so alcohol actually wrecks the sleep pattern more so of the rem sleep so it may help initially to fall asleep but the second half of the sleep is very very disturbed so i mean late night partying as i said it's a one hour with there's a social occasion you can't avoid but you have to be reasonable in what you consume how much you consume okay so coming again back to dementia yes. uh, when you are talking about solution like someone is diagnosed with dementia right the first thing that you need to do is you need to diagnose properly Correct. which type of dementia is there and what stage it is there is it reversible or it is not reversible and after assessing that you educate family members you educate caregivers and everything now is there a pharmacological or non pharmacological solution to dementia that i am having dementia my family members are also educated they are taking good care of me but what can i do now yeah so pharmacological are you know the medications which are available in the market so uh, there are a number of uh, articles you must have come across recently that oh this molecule there's a breakthrough and this is a wonder drug there's a vaccine so all these are fine but they have not come to the uh, rigorous you know uh, uh, trials and everything so there are some molecules some promising ones which may come uh, for clinical use in few years time okay but currently we have two uh, two different groups of medications so one is called acetylcholinesterase inhibitor which has three tablets in that and one is nmda uh, antagonists which which has one tablet so altogether we have four tablets and and out of that one is available in a patch so you can apply a patch okay but as i said earlier we have to identify who is the right candidate for which medicine 
so the doctor will decide which tablet one person can take it's not that oh it's 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 for everybody it's not a general it's a subjective you know each person's health profile is different okay so so that is done after careful monitoring and evaluation okay so there are these four medicines uh, which which are available uh, and these are not cure but they will control the the progression or the decline okay so if we if we are looking at a curve which is going like this you know going downward slowly with time and these medicines they, they are going to lessen this or slow the trajectory of the downward you know they are not going to lift up your memory this these tablets don't boost your memory as such okay because it works in the chemical imbalance in the brain so acetylcholine is one of the uh, chemical which is in short supply you know the brain cells when they die they are not able to secrete this uh, acetylcholine which is important for memory attention concentration okay so the tablets are targeted they are neurotransmitter right acetylcholine so you know i this is longevity india podcast and uh, i read a lots of research regarding uh, done done by david sinclair and everything so there are these molecules uh, which are you know in the trend such as nmn and spermidine these are supplements that are said to be you know improve conditions like this uh, not as a solution but as a prevention so what yeah. your thoughts are there as a doctor i would say they are supplements rather than you know uh, as a replacement for all these medicines uh, so there's no harm in trying these uh, supplements because you know th- these you can buy you know and and take it so uh, e- even in our country we have ayurveda and unani and all these other medicines you know uh, so lots of time you know when patient comes to us they are already on one or two other supplements you know vitamins minerals certain uh, you know they may read an article and gives different chemicals so so we have to check because sometimes these medicines chemicals they may do damage so we have to be very careful in what what they are taking or what they should be taking and they should not be taking in care in guidance of a healthcare professional only you should be taking this i think uh, that's that's the best because you never know what uh, the the damage they may do uh, you know and even if they are doing any benefit it it is uh, sometimes it is hard to identify so it's it's best to to stick to whatever the national international guidelines because they are developed they are written after robust research so so that's why we should rely and and act under professional advice uh, so uh, the last question that i wanted to ask you uh, in this podcast is that you know as we mentioned early in the podcast as well that the average life expectancy is increasing and you know i am at the age of 27 26 and when i will be at that age 60 70 80 so at time at that time the average life expectancy is going to be around 90 or 100 and there is a high <laughs> chance that i might face dementia because my generation is living that longer so 
and lot of stress also because stress is an important uh, i think it's what what i would call as a hidden risk factor because not many people are fully aware that stress can lead to not only dementia but lot of other mental health issues physical health issues uh, complications and so on Uh, so i think leading a stressful life is very important you know for the younger generation uh, who who are uh, you know under immense stress for variety of reasons so uh, because if you don't tackle or treat stress uh, in the right uh, direction and at the right time it can lead to say anxiety disorders depression and depression and all the uh, you know these are risk factors for dementia as well so we we know that you know if depression is untreated it it is also a risk factor for dementia later in life so it is important to identify stress and and lead a stressful life so yoga meditation you know exercise uh balancing your professional and personal life is very important i know we've had covid when all the boundaries were blurred you know people were working from home they were using uh, you know the bedroom as office and things like that so i think we have to be very careful about uh, keeping stress out of our life as much as possible all right so thank you very much for your time was very interesting Thank to you. talk to you good luck uh, for the next because you know by the time you are at that age we are going to see a huge explosion in the population as what we call a silver tsunami so lot of uh, you know we expect by 2050 there will be uh, three times the you know population senior citizens so you can expect that the number will only explode and you know it will be a huge surge so spreading awareness uh, through through the media what you guys are doing is excellent uh, because you know as we know prevention is better than cure so we have to take appropriate steps at at the at the right time okay thank you and uh, look forward to having more and sharing experiences with you